What a wonder her love has been to me. seen her tears We rise and call her being here. Uh, that comes directly from Proverbs 31, 28, and it's a great uh, verse. Her children arise and call her blessed, and uh, are blessed, depending on the way you pronounce that uh, word. Um, and I'm just so thankful for your being here this morning. And Moms Can, C-A-N, and uh, we'll look at that. If you already have a bulletin, you know what the C-A-N stands for. And uh, Laney, Laney Joe and I are going to be friends. Uh, she was reaching out to me during Wednesday. I didn't even realize it. And how, speaking of all these young kids, let's show of hands real quick. How many of you in here have a child that belongs to you? <laughs> uh, less than a year old, lift your hand. Man, look at, look at all the hands. There you go. There's some back there. And uh, there you go. And how many of you have a child less than two years old, lift your hand? And uh, everybody, everybody that's got a child, uh, two years, several others, several others, there you go, and all the ones just so thankful, bringing your kids to church and appreciate them so very much. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, let's stand for the reading of God's Word. It won't take long if you're a mom and holding a child, you don't have to stand, <laughs> or unless you want to work out. And uh, standing with a child can be a workout, and it says this, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price 
is far above rubies. Father, God, bless your word. Bless the moms in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, so thankful for you and moms can. If you have your Bible or you want to look at the screen, I want you to just go in my Bible. It's right across the page. Proverbs chapter 30. We live in a day in verse 11 where it says, There's a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. Which means we live in a day that's different. It's it's different than what we grew up in. Uh, We live in a day where corporal punishment is not as popular as it used to be. It's looked down upon, especially after uh, the Adrian Peterson episode where he got a little carried away. Uh, you know, and you can do that. You can, you can get, uh, the Bible says that, you know, to, and we're going to look at it, uh, a little bit about moms and whipping and spanking and dads. Uh, a lot of times, uh, I know in our household, the corporal punishment, uh, fell a lot to my mom. My mom was a disciplinarian and, uh, and so, and then, of course, I grew up in a broken home. So it just, it just didn't work out quite to God's design. But we live in a different generation. And did you, I think it fluctuates. And you can see that, you know, that you have your 60s generation, your 70s generation, and your 80s generation, and just so on and so forth. But then the children, and they grow up, and they have to reap the repercussions of the parents' decisions, ever how. And But some kids break out of that cycle, or whatever it may be. And being a cycle of, 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 was it a cycle of leniency? And where, just go and do whatever you want to do. And then you've got a different cycle. Then you've got a cycle where you weren't allowed to do anything. You know, if I want you to breathe, I'll tell you to breathe. You know, that cycle of real strictness and so on and so forth. Matter of fact, if you skip down to verse, in this same chapter, verse 17, I used this verse before. And, uh, you know, in this verse here, in Bill Cosby's style, he says, Hey, you roll them eyes at me, I'll roll that head of yours, I'll take you right out of this world and make another one just like you. You know, and that's the, the way he, a lot of times, they don't like them. I don't know if you, have you ever had your child roll their eyes at you? Hmm? Huh? I'm sure I'm the only parent in here that's ever had that happen. But the Bible says this, that it's not real kind to, Children that roll their eyes. Look at what it says. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother. It says all these crows flying around out here, all these cornfields here in promised land, they're going to come and they're just going to pluck your eyeballs out. And so you better be looking. I'm going to call down. The brother Michael said I could call down a curse from God on you. And uh, it's in the Bible. So hopefully, Lord willing, we don't have any... I mean, if there's any kids in here, the first thing they're going to do when they leave church this morning, they're going to look up. <laughs> okay, is there any crows flying around? Around, but it's in the Bible. So, but all it's talking about isn't that a that's a that's an attitude, isn't it? And I know that you know children are born. I mean, born. And it was great to see Trustin. Boy, we've been praying for Trustin and and our babies that have been born and everything and. And uh, But did y'all know this? Children are born with an attitude. <laughs> They're just born with one. They come out 
of the uh, into the world with one, in, in, with an attitude. They they come out and they have it in there. And most of the time, the moms have to deal with most of it. And the, even the Bible's designed, you know, dad's working, he's working, and when he comes in, and you know, and then of course, you know, you don't put it all on the dads either. You know, when your father gets home, <laughs> just wait till your father gets home. But maybe you were raised in uh, a home where it wasn't when the father got home. You done got it from the mom, and when the dad got home, you got it again. And uh, so maybe you were raised in that kind of home. But moms can. And we need to be so thankful for moms. That And did you all know this? There's no perfect mom. There's no perfect dad. Moms can. And they do care. And we're going to look at that this morning. And matter of fact, if the second word that I, I want to kind of hint at, of course, is act. Moms can, or excuse me, they care. But let me ask you this. Do you care enough to act? Do you care enough to nurture? Do you care enough to be the mom, the parent that God wants you to be? And so as we look at this and just, and, and some amazing advice, even that we're going to see in just a second. The very first thing, do you care enough to tell your kids about Jesus? Just back up here in Proverbs, excuse me, Psalms 34. And we'll begin with verse 11. And this is really the prayer and can be the mantra for every parent in here this morning. Psalms 34, and beginning with verse 11. Come, you children, and it says, hearken, listen, okay, unto me. <laughs> How many times have I heard it, you know, <clears throat> uh, being, you know, there's a lot of guys in this room that have hearing aids and you know, there's a lot of guys in this room that have hearing aids, and all guys are, are wired this way anyway, whether you got a hearing aid or not. You know, our wives, we're not paying attention. Well, guys, most guys in this room don't pay attention to anything, and or, except what we want to pay attention to, okay? And uh, when Karen's speaking to me, and, and let me go ahead and give all the ladies in this room a heads up, whether you're talking to your kids or your husband is about the same level anyway, okay? And uh, whether you're talking to your kids or your husband, get their attention first. Hey, you know, my, Michael, 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 look, look at me. Okay, look, okay, gotcha. All right, and then she can tell me whatever she wants me to know because she's got my attention. Because if I'm looking somewhere else, guess what? Am I listening? No, I'm not listening. But what does it say right there? Come, you children, hearken. Do you know what that means? Listen to what I've got to say. I care enough, I've got some information that I want to share with you. I will teach you what? The fear of the Lord. The greatest thing. I don't care if you're, if you raise kids that are nuclear physicists. The greatest thing you can ever teach your children is to love God. I don't care if they're unemployed the rest of their life. If they love God, they're rich. They have something. They have something that when the nuclear physicist is burning in hell because his mom didn't tell him about Jesus, his mom, why didn't you tell me there's nuclear fusion and fission going on down here in hell and I'm burning alive because nobody told me about Jesus. And so education, 
great things. Man, my, my children know how to hunt. They know how to fish. They know how to throw a ball. They know how to do all kind of stuff. Man, they got a 4.0, but they got a 4.0 in hell if they don't know Jesus. And so it says here in this verse, I need to teach you, come to you children, listen to me. I want to teach you the greatest fear is not the fear of the, the belt. You know the sound it makes when it comes off? Man, how many times did I hear that sound growing up? I grew up, you know, and I sang the song, you know, the belt, I sang the song, I need thee every hour. Okay, the belt sang that song all the time in my house, and I deserved more whippings than I got. I was a typical boy, and 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 it wreaked havoc. How many times, in minutes, and hours, and days, has my mom spent on her knees, parents? Amen. Spend time on our knees praying to God. Driving while you're praying, or Lord help them, pray for them, and Lord help my children. And now we're praying for our grandkids, and so on and so forth. Many are. In verse 12, it says, "What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep my tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile." I'm giving you some parenting advice. I'm, I'm, excuse me, some what you, what we want to tell our kids. Verse 14 says, hey, listen, son, depart from evil, do good, seek peace, pursue it, be a nice person. Verse 15, the eyes of the Lord upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Did y'all know, kids, did you know you can't do anything in Ashley County that we won't find out about? Because not only is everybody looking at you, the Lord is too. <laughs> so according to the Bible, you can't get away with nothing. I know that's a double negative, but I don't care. Y'all understood exactly what I said. And then just skipping on to verse uh, 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 16. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Cut off remembrance. Verse 17. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth them and delivereth them out of their troubles. And of course, the famous... Verse that you need to mark or learn, Proverbs 22, 6, is to train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it, meaning that doesn't mean that they won't ever leave church or stop serving God. It means they won't ever leave the training. They'll have that with them. Oh, my mom taught me better than this. My dad taught me better than this. You're going to have it the rest of your life if you trained them, if you taught them, if you told them. Okay, now moms also act. This is pretty cool parenting advice, all from Ezekiel chapter 3. Y'all ready? Let's fly through it. Doing good. Parenting advice from Ezekiel. And really, you know, as encouragement to moms, I'm hoping I give you something that will be an encouragement. Because you know what? Mom, being a mom is a tough task. Being a mom, sometimes we don't get, you don't get enough encouragement. Being a mom, sometimes us dads, I, I gave, uh, you know, not only called my, uh, my moms this morning, but also gave my, my wife a card and it said, just thank you for being an awesome mom to our kids. She's not my mom, but man, she's, I need to encourage her because she's doing her very best with our kids. 
But this is pretty interesting parenting advice. We're going to apply it that way in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1. He says, now the very first thing, this first three verses, I call it wisdom from the Word. And he says, hey, son of man, eat that thou findest. And he's talking about consume the Word of God. Okay, consume the word of God and go speak unto Israel. And I'm telling you this morning, I'm going to apply it to you as a parent. Go tell your kids. Go tell them what about me, about God, about. Okay, in verse two, it says, so I opened my mouth and he calls me to eat that roll, meaning, you know what? Hey, listen, y'all ready? Before you can tell your kids about the Lord, you need to be close to God. You need to read your Bible. You need to consume this role. You need to feed on the Word of God. Verse 3, And he said, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat. Fill thy bowels with this roll. In other words, let it be a part of your life. Alright, the next part is I say we have a job to do. And he said, Son of man, go get unto the end of the house of Israel. Speak. you got a job to do. Go speak to them. Verse 4. Verse 5, For thou art not sent to a people of strange speech, and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. Now, I've got a bone to pick right there. And uh, because, have you ever noticed with every generation, there's a, a different language? You know, used to, it's like, you know, it's like, well, that's cool. That's awesome. That's rad. That's hip. That's whatever. I don't know. Names from the 70s. Name something from the 60s. Language changes. Nowadays, we don't have these cool things we say anymore. we got text abbreviations. Have you ever picked up your phone? Pick up your kid's phone, excuse me. Pick up your kid's phone. Then you have to say, after you pick up your kid's phone, then you say, first thing you need to say is this. Can you unlock this for me? (laughs) And then they'll unlock it for you. And then feel free to browse to your content, especially if you're paying the bill. Okay? And then, and if you read their text, which you should, and you say, well, this, can you interpret this for me? And then if you don't, if they don't interpret the way you think it's being interpreted, you either ask another parent or Google it. Okay? They got all their abbreviations on there. But there's different language and it says right there. We, we're called to speak to our children. And they may speak a different language or the same language, but you've got to speak to them. It says it right there. And then it says in verse 6, Not to many people of strange speech and of hard language whose words thou cannot understand. Surely I have sent thee to them. They would have hearkened or listened unto thee. Verse 7, And uh, it's what I call giving you a hard head. This is pretty cool. But the house of Israel... Now, this is saying... Now, what I'm about to read to you in verses 7-11... through 11, What I'm about to read to you in verses 7-11... through 11, Basically says this... Let me put it in simple... What I like to call country boy terminology... Because that's what I are... Okay? That's what I am... And, and this is it... Your children are hard-headed... Your children, it's not all of them, some of them, thank the Lord, are not all that hard-headed. But maybe you think you have the hardest-headed child in Ashley County. 
And according to what I'm about to read you, the Bible says he's going to make your head as hard-headed as they are. By the way, I wonder where they got it from. If your children are hard-headed, I wonder where they got it from. Hmm? And I'm just going to read it to you. It's right here. You ready? Look at this in verses 7 through 11. But the house of Israel will not listen to you. You mean to tell me my kids won't pay any attention to anything I've got to say? That's what it says right there. Man, he's talking about a preacher telling a people what to do. This is the same thing in parenting. And then it says, for they will not listen unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their forehead. you got a hard-headed kid. Guess what? God's going to help you out and give you a hard... So if they're stubborn, you be more stubborn. If they're hard-headed, you be more hard-headed. I love you, and that's why I'm doing this. And you know, and I'll never forget that word, that phrase. Always followed the sound of the belt. You know, I'm doing this for your own good. This hurts me a whole lot worse than it hurts you. I said, yeah, right. You know, and then when you get kids, then you realize that's true, and it does. It hurts right here. I remember the very first time you we just Taylor graduated with Corbin. We was at SAU. Ah, being crazy. Ah, cheering her on. But I remember the very first time I ever whipped Taylor. I mean, it wasn't a pop on the hand. I, I don't remember what I used, a belt or a paddle. But she lied to me. And that is capital punishment time. The rain gauge was missing. And then I found it covered up. And so, like any good lawyer parent, I'm giving you one opportunity to tell the truth. And this seems like so far long ago, and I'm thinking prayer works. (laughs) It works, and so does Bible training. Did did you break? No, Dad, I didn't break a rain gauge. I uncovered. I walk over here, uncover. Taylor. <laughs> but you, I could have just left it at that. You know, don't do that again. But she had lied to me, and I knew the right was a hard thing to do. So I said, oh boy. And I start crying. I said, I'm going I'm to whip you. I'm going to give you three licks. Unfortunately, it paid off. And it works. And then it goes on, and I want to skip down to verse 17. And it's called accountability. You ready? Now this is now this is prophet advice against the country, but this is also parenting advice. Look at verse 17. Son of man, hey mom and dad, I'm going to get both of you, even though it's mom's day. I have made thee a watchman, folks. If nobody's watching out for you and your your children, you're a, you're a failure as a parent. 
I'll just go ahead and tell you, I'm not going to miss any words this morning. If you're not watching out for your kids, you're a failure as a parent. Watch out for them. Be the watchman on the wall. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth. Give them warning from me. Where do you get from me at? Here. Get your warning from here and tell your kids. Verse 18. And when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. You keep heading that direction, son, you're going to die. You do that, you keep messing around like this, you're just going to mess up big time. Warn the wicked of his wicked way. Just let them learn. Just let, no, warn them. And then, then notice what it says. And uh, to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Why? Because you didn't warn them. Verse 19. Yet if thou warn the wicked, are your children... And he turned not from his wicked way, nor from his, from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way. He shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Which means this, that we, are, we have a job to do. God's going to hold us accountable. You know, just read those verses right there in 17 through 19. And God told the prophet, tell the people, give them warning. I'm putting it on your head if you don't. As a parent... The same principle is from Genesis to Revelation. You have a job to do. And if you don't do it, God's going to hold you accountable. God's going to hold you accountable if you don't do your job as a parent. It's right there. Okay? And then finally, moms, nurture. Go back to Proverbs. <clears throat> Just looking at these. And uh, Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 18 and uh, there's any kids in the in the auditorium right now say, no, don't pull these verses out. No, the best nurturing you can give is just good, firm discipline. Discipline with love, by the way. Proverbs 19, 18 says this, Chasten your son while there's hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. And I remember, <clears throat> I never was raised around kids, and we had... And I found out when babies are crying, I used to panic. Oh, they're crying. What do I do? Where's the stopper? How do you get the stopper to work? I just don't know how to get this baby to stop crying. Then I found out if they're crying, they're breathing. Hey, they're crying. They're breathing. That's good, man. I can hear them. I can locate them, too, even with hard, hard of hearing. Neither spare for his crying. Then it says in chapter 22, verse 15. The Word of God says, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, <laughs> but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Uh, I've got in my Bible right there, get the belt. <laughs> it's right there. It's in there. And get the belt. Why? Because <laughs> I, I love my kids. Discipline with love. Never out of anger. Never out of anger. Discipline with love. There is the difference. That's why I was crying when I whipped Taylor. Chapter 23, verse 13. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. <laughs> Y'all know what it says that in the Bible? Verse 14. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, you'll deliver his soul from hell. Y'all know that's in the Bible? It's right there. And then lastly, in closing, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, I want to ask you this morning, what kind of home do you have? What kind of home do you have?
do you have? Now, this is the kind of home that, hey, there's no perfect parents in here. There's no perfect moms. There's no perfect dads. But uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, we'll read what kind of home should we want. You need to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. You need to bind them for a sign upon thine hand, that thou be as frontlet between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them on the post of the house. Does that mean I need to put Bible verses all over the house? No, it means you need to live a Christian life. As we prepare for a hymn of invitation... I want to ask you this question. What kind of home do you have? And the best way, if you want your kids to love God, if you want your kids to to be raised in the nurture, the best way, just glance up there on that screen. What does it say? The best way to teach your children to love God is to love God in front of them. There's a bunch of kids you say, I don't know what went wrong. I don't know why they're just... Did they ever see you love God in front of them? Or when you got home, all it was was just... There was no difference. There's no no love for the Lord, love for others, love reflected. Do they know you love Jesus more than anything? Do they know you love the Lord more than anything? How did I lose my kids? Well, let me, let me tell you this. You say, well, I, I wish I had a do-over. Start right now. Start right now. Give it everything you've got. I don't care if you're in grandparent mode, great-grandparent mode. I don't care if you've made a gazillion mistakes. And I don't. And did you know God doesn't? All God wants you to just tell Him, say, God, I've messed up big time. Can I start over right now? That's all you need to do. I don't care how many mistakes you've made in the past. God will forgive every one of them. I don't care how many sins you've committed. God has wiped them clean too. The only person in this room who can give a fresh, clean slate is the Lord. He's an expert at wiping the slate clean. Will you let Him wipe your slate clean? By the way, you've got to ask Him. He won't do it automatically. Say, Lord, wipe my slate clean. And help me to be the best grandparent, parent, whatever your case is, that I can be. I don't care if your kids are grown. Live for the Lord. It will rub off. Let them see it in you.